Welcome to Crazy Stupid Love with me, Barnaby Slater. In Crazy Stupid Love, my guests come armed with something they'd like to discuss to do with their relationship, love, or sex lives. And then, quite simply, we talk about it. A simple format for what is often a very complicated, but always fascinating subject matter. Before we get started, just a reminder that if you haven't already, please do subscribe or follow the podcast and leave us a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts. It would be a huge help. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show or you'd like something discussed on Crazy Stupid Love, please email crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com and give us a follow on Instagram at crazystupidlovepod. But most importantly, my guest today is Ruby. Hello, Ruby. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Apart from all this lockdown business. Bit of lockdown business still going on. I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel, though. Definitely. And of that's course. Very exciting. I like to give um, the audience an idea of where we are. So we're in your living room. It's very beautiful, lots of plants around. Your very, very cute dog in the corner <laughs> playing quiet. Uh, what's your dog's name? Maggie Sue. Maggie Sue. A kind of fluffy, white, curly. What flavour of dog is Maggie Sue? <laughs> She's a Maltese cross with a Bichon Frise, we think. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's a podcast episode in itself, we think. <laughs> uh, we're not sure. Well, she's a rescue, so yeah. don't exactly know. But the groomer said that most likely with a Bichon. I've been calling her my little lockdown lifesaver. Lockdown lifesaver. Well, let's get into your life, Ruby. Um, on the subject of crazy, stupid love, I asked you to think of something you think we should discuss. What did you come up with? Well, the most obvious thing is the guy that I'm currently dating at the moment. There's a big age difference, so that's why I thought it might be interesting to kind of just talk a little bit about um, how that's affected our, I'm reluctant to say relationship, Mm -hmm. situationship perhaps, Mm -hmm. Um, how it's affected, you know, how we relate to each other and what the future looks like and just how everything has gone between us. Okay, so I guess the first question should be, what is that age difference? It's... Well, it was 17 years when we met. He was 22 and I was, am still am, 39. Mm-hmm. He's since turned 23, so okay. 16 and year age gap. it would be remiss of me not to ask exactly how you met and, and how that connection started, I think. What's his name? Well, give me the name you're happy to be, for him to be called by. Uh, I'm going to call him Alfie. Alfie. That's definitely a, a, part, a, a couple that should be in any romantic comedy as well. <laughs> so how did you meet Alfie? Well... Last year, I had had another run-in with a complicated ex of mine who uh, had kind of dipped in and out of my life for quite a long time and just messed me around a little bit and things had not kind of gone brilliantly well between us and it had left me all a little bit kind of, a little bit damaged and a little bit shook up and so I suppose what I was looking for was something the opposite of that, something very simple, something very easy. Stable. Well, maybe not stable, but just something a lot more simple than or had been going on in my life. So I use Bumble. I don't, haven't, haven't progressed to Hinge yet. Um, <laughs> I haven't quite got to Hinge. I'm still stuck on there Bumble. There is seemingly like a, an attitude that the progression goes <laughs> Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, well, onwards. There was a bit of, there was a bit of um, what's the one where you cross paths with people? Uh, that is called Happen. Happen. I, yeah. I, had, I had a bit, of go, a bit of a go on Happen, a bit of a go on OkCupid, but I've always come back to Bumble. So, yeah, on and Bumble. Is that, sorry, I have to ask, on, I, we're not sponsored by Bumble, but on behalf of Bumble, is that because you feel more in control because you're allowed to say the first thing or you just had better success there? Yeah, I don't know really. Um, yeah, it was nice. I mean, OkCupid, your inbox just gets swamped, you know, and you can't make head or tail of things really. So Bumble, it is quite nice that you can sort of just pick and choose or whatever. So uh, the guys that used to send some messages. And I always seem to get, re- I get very high match rate on bumble like every single time i do a right swipe i get a match which seems nice whereas Mm. i don't really feel like that on the other apps but i'm i don't know 
So it's high, high, high uh, percentage numbers of yeah. ego boosts. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I was, um, I, I only swipe right in maybe like one in 20, one in 25 or something. I'm, I suppose a little bit picky. And I've spoken to Alfie about this actually in how he uses the apps. And he's like, I don't even look, just right swipe like this and I'm like oh and then you just pick out of the ones you match with yeah and he was like yeah that's pretty much how we use well so I don't know if he was calling saying we in terms of his gender but what I can say is I'm not um I'm not a huge fan of the gamification of dating apps so I've been on all the dating apps pretty much and I got to a point where I did exactly what Alfie did and the reason I do that is because and I'm sure it's the same for him. And it's no excuse because it's pretty awful. It sounds bad. I'm aware of this. But the reality is you leave it, if you swipe right to everyone, you're leaving it in the hands of the other person. Mm-hmm. And then you can decide whether you want to speak to them or not. But I'm also hyper aware of by doing that, you are, no matter how small it is, you are creating an illusion of being attracted to that person that then you're maybe taking them away from them if you don't contact them. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, you know, you were just saying, oh, do you use that because you feel in control? And actually, by Alfie using the app in the way that he is, he's completely in control. So it kind of, yeah, reverses the... Yeah. I mean, the other side of it, though, is it's interesting you said, oh, you know, on Bumble, you um, pretty much get a match every time you swipe right. Mm. I can say that from my experience on dating apps... I would get a match probably one every hundred. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I'm not, but I think that's, uh, and that's not. What were um, you writing in your bio, Barney? <laughs> I don't. I genuinely don't think that is a result of either how I look or my bio. I think it's just a result of there are just many, many more men on those things. Do you reckon? Than there are women. I do. I, I mean. I'd be interested to know the stats and if someone can definitely write in crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com if they have any of those stats. But um, in general, when I've spoken to women about this, and I have a lot, uh, friends and exes and stuff, they all say whenever they swipe right, they get matched. Right, okay, okay. And there but was that me, could there was me that, thinking, <laughs> thinking that I was uh, high that quality. could just be because all men are like me and Alfie, in which case it's you know really unacceptable. And, and actually... Maybe the app should do something about that to stop that from happening. I mean, the other thing that's different is certainly, I mean, I haven't been on for a while, but certainly up to relatively recently, the last year or two, if you want to swipe right a lot, as a, if you want to swipe right a lot, you have to pay for it. Yeah, I, do you know, there was a point, I think, I can't remember when this was, but there was a point where I was being a bit more frivolous with my right swipes and it stopped me at some point and went, no, you've run out of yeah. right swipes for the day. And I was like, wow, I've never yeah. experienced that Not many that girls know about that because <laughs> not many girls swipe right that often. Yeah, so it was the thing. first time I'd experienced that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so you you met Alfie on Bumble. So yeah, uh, well, you're normally, I'm 39, my age range is normally 35 to 45. That's generally what my age range is. But because I was sort of seeking out something a little bit different, I wasn't necessarily looking for a relationship after the kind of mess of the last one. I purposely lowered my age range just to kind of maybe see if there were any younger guys out there. Mm -hmm. And there was, I suppose, you know. And really, I think all I... I think if I'm going to be completely honest about it, Barney, I just wanted to be flattered. I just wanted to be chatted up. And I just wanted some nice young guys to just tell me I was hot and look young for my age. And I don't know what, like... But being completely honest, that's probably what I was doing. I'm not sure I've really had any intention of, like, meeting up with such 
young guys. Right. And then so a distraction from it was what, a, what you were in. Definitely a distraction. Country. It was a complete distraction. And I just yeah. I mean, younger guys do tend to be you know, quite enthusiastic. They do tend to be kind of keen. Yeah. And I suppose that... Less I just, weathered. <laughs> less jaded yeah. by life. Yeah. yeah, for sure, you know. And maybe been on the apps, like, just less time as well, you know. So I matched with 22-year-old Alfie. Do you remember your opener? Oh, man. Because, right, when I'm not, when I'm not too bothered about whether or not I'm going to get a reply, I never made much effort. Right. So I have actually reread our Bumble messages fairly recently. And he tells me that he reads back through them too sometimes. Cute. Which is cute. It is, is it cute. Romantic? It is cute. Um, anyway, yeah. So it was just um, it was just a very simple, hi, how are you? And I, I don't normally throw out kind of like uh, such lame openers, but obviously I wasn't kind of too invested at this sure. point. So yeah, and he, re- he replied immediately. I remember he replied almost immediately just saying, hi, I was hoping you were going to message me um and I was like why is that (laughs) immediately like going for the flattery you know just wanting him to say nice things to me and he went well it's not often I find my age and type on here and I was like what do you mean and we kind of obviously yeah we get into that conversation so you know he has a bit of a kind of fondness for like I don't really want to call myself an older woman because I'm not really I'm not 40 yet oh definitely older than him Mm. and he was like no definitely definitely my age definitely my type kind of thing so that's how it all began really and I was I kept sort of leaving him hanging for a couple of days here and there like it wasn't a very kind of quick meetup and he did not give up like he was persistent he was very persistent and I have said to him was this pre-lockdown uh, so pre the first lockdown no 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 no, no 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 oh. we've not been seeing each other that long December this was so between the lockdowns Yes, between the lockdowns. Let's say between the lockdowns. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I but actually, the... it is between lockdowns. I'm not just saying that. It for was between your lockdowns. Legality sense. Absolutely. The pubs were open. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, he was just extremely persistent. And I was kind of, like I said, sort of not replying here and there. And I said no to giving him my phone number. And then he just went, why don't you just give me a chance? Like, you match with me. Why don't you just give me a chance? And it was that was a moment where I just thought, why don't I just give him a chance? Mm. So I did. Good for him. Do you know what? It's actually really hard. I mean, it's hard for anyone, I think, to put yourself out there. But if you're getting... I, the way it's always worked for me is if I don't feel like someone's giving a requisite amount of interest, even on an app, even in like how long it's taking to reply, um, what they're saying, whether it's just sentences, or they're not asking questions, they're fobbing you off. I always, I cut it off. Like I'll delete the person, especially if it's gone through to WhatsApp stage, right? If they're interested and they actually want to meet up with you or whatever, then you can delete their number and they'll message you. But actually what you, what I found is if you delete their number because you think they're not really interested, it turns out most of the time they're not really interested. Yeah. Um, so good, fair play to Alfie for actually <laughs> reaching out. I mean, did, so when you say that you were kind of, it sounds like you were playing it cool, basically. I mean, I was playing it cool. But not on but purpose, because you just weren't that fussed. I just wasn't that fussed, really. No, because I just, well, like I said, I kind of was only on there really to just be flattered and just have my ego stroked a little bit. And probably, you know, like a, for the wrong reasons. You know. Why wouldn't a meet up with a, an attractive young man add to that ego boost? Ah, oh, because I don't because know. Because then it becomes real. Because maybe, yeah, that was just perhaps a step too far for me. But he was just so persuasive. Maybe not persuasive, persistent, that's the right Mm. way to describe it. And it was when he just said, look, just give me a chance. And I was like, okay, he really, he really wants a chance. I'll just give him a chance. Everybody at home, what we've learned from Ruby here (laughs) is that actually the thing that your instinct tells you not to do, 
can sometimes work. It can sometimes that's work. Really, like that's educational. And for I me. think I like very the, rarely put well, myself out there like that. Also, you have to remember as well that I just come out of like you know just a bit of a messy thing where perhaps I just did not feel prioritized and I was not ever really given the kind of treatment or attention that I needed or wanted or deserved really. Over a number of years? No. On and off or? It was on and off. He kind of had come in and out of my life for a little while. Um, And yeah, and I think just for someone to kind of show me that maybe even just by on Bumble messages that they were just prioritising me a little bit and were just really keen and enthusiastic and excited to meet up with me. I was just like, yeah, that's that's what I need at the moment. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Okay, so first date. Oh God! <laughs> Who suggested what? Where did you end up? Well, where was it? Pandemic bullshit. Remember, mm. so it's like lockdown, pubs open outside, all this kind of thing. And um, I had said, "Let's go for a walk. We'll go and buy some beers. We'll have a walk around." And um, and then it came to the evening of the date, and I was just like, "Fuck it, just come over." <laughs> Before you, before the walk was due to happen. Yes. Yeah, that's all right. Why but, do you, why do you say that as if you're slightly? You've, it seems like you're ashamed of that. Because it's not necessarily the most sensible thing for right. um, the somebody reasons. to do. Well, I mean, you know, oh, it, or not even because of that. Both it, reasons, it, it, yeah. It's lots of different reasons, really, mm. why you shouldn't really do that. Like for safety reasons mm. and also for the old legal reasons. But just to stipulate, I do live alone, so it is a little different to mm. having like a house share or housemates or whatever. You can kind of get away. I mean, he's he has literally been my bubble for the last three, four months anyway now. So yeah. like, you are allowed that. Just, you away, say that so. you say, um, oh, I live alone, so I can get away with it in the like for the <laughs> pandemic reasons. But actually, for the kind of trust, trusting this person who you don't know reasons, that's also more dangerous. Oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure. You know, and he was understanding of that, despite not really wanting to go walking around the freaking pavements with me with a, in the freezing cold. Um, so anyway, yeah, he he came over. So you got a so you got you got a strong sense from the back and forth messaging you had that he was a trustworthy person. Had you done some online stalking? Had you found like had you found out I more about him? No, I didn't know his surname. No, I I I I'm not really one for kind of looking people up. Mm-hmm. I generally don't tend to do that. Occasionally I will, but generally I don't. Um, so well, no, I think that's rare. I no, I don't. Is it rare? I don't I think, know. I, mean, I think a lot of people are very canny at finding out stuff about other people yeah, oh you mean it's, it's rare to not look yes, someone it's up rare oh. to not look someone yeah up. I don't know maybe I'm missing a trick there I think I used to I think if maybe I was interested in somebody in a relationship sense then right. maybe I'd be more inclined to kind of look at their freaking CV on LinkedIn yeah. see where they <laughs> see, see how much they're likely to be earning now yeah. <laughs> whatever but no not, not with Alfie no I, I, I did not do any googling I mean he has there wasn't sometimes if people have really distinctive jobs then you can kind of just even just a first name a town and an occupation you can pull something up can't you here's me saying I've never done it before what a load of bullshit but but no anyway no long and short of it it was I didn't okay. no I gave him uh, my number eventually but we were talking on Bumble for some time before I gave right. up my phone number and then we obviously migrated to WhatsApp and anyway yeah he came round so for the first time yeah and we just we just had a couple of drinks sitting on the sofa. It's like first date in my living room. And when so he t- when he turned up at the door and um, <laughs> you know you settled down on the sofa to have a drink. What would you say the time scale was of you being like, okay, I quite fancy this person. Like he in terms of, I don't think I don't mean simply physically. I just mean oh okay he is how his messages came across because a lot of people yeah. also I hear a lot about how people um, can be really. Um, 
erudite on messaging, really quick and great on messaging, and then you meet them in person and it's nothing. I worry that that's me, Barney. I worry that I am that person. Based on what evidence? Based on, like... I don't know. I just worry that like I'm I'm pretty good on messenger and I'm funny and witty and sharp and then they turn up and I'm just not that person. I do worry that that's me. Is that because you've come away from dates where it's been great on messaging before and then the spark hasn't been there in the date and you're asking yourself all those questions? I don't know. I think it's because like often first dates don't manifest into second dates and I'm just like I'm just not the person that they thought I was going right. to be. I don't know. I, but you can fall into. I I think there is a trap you fall into with over messaging before first. Yeah. States as well, mm-hmm. you know, because I've always said you read messages like a script, mm-hmm. and you you put all the characterization into that person, and you you invent a voice for them. You invent a whole person behind this script that you're reading, and then often, I mean, often they're just not that person yeah, at all. No, you know, there's no tone to text for one. Absolutely. And secondly, do you know? And this is bad. I don't think I've ever admitted this out loud, but actually, I've been in situations before where I've been walking to a date, and I'm meeting someone who I've been speaking to for a long time. I have to read back through all the messages so that I know I'm not going to be repeating stuff yeah. straight away that I've already said because I don't want it to come across like I've only got two stories or whatever, right? Yeah. But actually, in reality, if you have to do that, then maybe I'm in, I'm worried about doing that because I think I may have like shot my bolt in terms of all the stuff I've got to say. <laughs> and maybe some people do just say all the stuff they've got to say and then they get to the date and they're like, oh, I don't have anything to say anymore. No, my personality is the gym. Yeah. Or like, well, whatever. No, maybe not you. But. No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that, that turned from being an insight into what men on dating apps are into abuse of me because I have thin arms. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I'm sure it would be. Um, okay, so, but you, the connection was there pretty much straight away when you came in. It just felt very relaxed. It felt really... Like, one of the words I always use to describe him, which I'm sure he probably won't enjoy, but he's it's just very sweet. Like, it was exactly what I was looking for, something really sweet and relaxed and simple and easy. And it felt all of those things on the first date. It was right. just lovely. Yeah, it was really nice. And so it's interesting that you talk about being uh, him being sweet and, and the way that you say it comes across almost like you're surprised that you've found someone like that or maybe surprised that you're attracted to someone like that? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think because always, I don't know, my, my friends have always said, like, stop going for these... Edgy- bad boys. Yeah, well, maybe not bad boys. I was going to say, like, guys with edge, with an edge or whatever. But, mm. yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, my type is... Like, <laughs> my girlfriends would say that, like, my type is someone who looks like they're on the way to, a, like, a court date. Do you know what I mean? Like, in an <laughs> Adidas tracksuit with an earring, like, smoking right. a joint or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, these are the kind of boys that I... Men that I go for kind of thing, you know. So maybe I do always just, like, mess around with just idiots. I don't know. And he's just... Like, Alfie's just not... He's not an idiot. And yeah. he's not that person that I just described either. So, so it was refreshing. Your pattern forming, as your girlfriends would call it, of going for those kind of guys. <laughs> what is it? I mean... Is it because you would hang around at gigs or comedy <laughs> clubs or wherever guys like that hang out or clubs? Or is it because, you know, they keep you on your toes? Can you put a, can you put your finger on I think, what would your friends say it might be worth asking, I guess? Well, even though, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, like when I say that's my type, I haven't necessarily dated loads of men like that, but that's my kind of aesthetic. So that's the kind of guy that I really like. That's the kind of guy I really fancy, but I might not have necessarily dated loads of those right. boys. But the guy who messed me around a lot, he he was he was like, I say was a like a, he he went to public school, but he used to, you know, he had a a street accent and wore tracksuits and has an yeah. earring and everything. But he went to, you know, one of the 
poshest public schools in the country. Yeah, that's not that. That's not and, that rare either. And like, <laughs> all my girlfriends were like, "It's perfect for you, Ruth. Yeah. Private school, privately educated, but looks like a roadman or whatever." Right. So like, roadman. Oh well, yeah, maybe not roadman, <laughs> but like, yeah, just like. Yeah, just in it. Adidas is the one for me, like any boys in Adidas, mm. I don't know. But anyway, like I don't necessarily have a type. I ha- like This is something I wanted to kind of almost caveat this whole conversation with is I don't go for younger guys. This mm-hmm. is not like kind of, it's not a pattern for me. It's not like I always seek out younger men for relationships. You know, I have dated in both directions, I like to say. Yeah. Equal opportunities dating over, over here, you know. So like, yeah, I have kind of dated when I was 35, dated a guy who's 49, and then also dated like a work experience boy at my job that was 23 kind of thing. So it's not like I have kind of a pattern for this sort of thing or have any real type. I don't know. Yeah. So once, so you, you had your first date and then what do you remember of your thought process after that in terms of, okay, that went really well. But in the back of your head, was it like, this can't really go anywhere? Does it matter? You know, what, what were you thinking? I guess? Absolutely. Like, I think... I think he thought it was going to be a hookup thing. And I think maybe... I didn't know thought what... Thought or hoped? Both. I don't think he came around here with the expectation of getting laid. Like, I don't think that was the attitude he had. I don't think that's what he came around here for at all. But I think maybe that's what he was matching with older women for, perhaps. And then when we ended up having this connection just by messenger, it sort of even then started maybe developing into something that we both didn't really expect, mm-hmm. I think. Um, a deeper connection, basically. Yeah, well, no, I don't want to say a deeper connection at this point, but just something, just a tiny bit of something else that was unexpected was there. Like, there was a seed of something, you know. <clears throat> so, yeah, like, when he left on that day, the messaging kind of perhaps intensified a little bit, and mm. we both kind of said, like, yeah, that was really nice. Like, when do you want to, when do you want to go, do you want to go again or whatever? I can't quite remember, but we saw each other the following night. Right. And then I think we saw each other like maybe four or five times that week kind yeah. of thing. It was one of these classic kind happens. of... It's yeah, what, happens, what happens, yeah. And like we didn't sleep together for a little while. Because? Because I I suppose I was keen for him to maybe not think of being that way. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, Which is an interesting um, contradiction in a way because mm-hmm. you went into it yeah. basically thinking of it in that way. Mm. And then it quite quickly it, moved the other way because of... The feelings that you guys had, had generated for each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was almost just like one of those things where we kind of couldn't stop spending time together. Mm. And it was just lovely. It was really nice. It was something that I hadn't really felt or experienced in a really long time. And so, it, I mean, it was almost a bit addictive, you know, mm. when it first started. As those feelings are, like those kind of like the first flush of a relationship is, those feelings are addictive, aren't they? Of course. You totally. know. It's the best time. Oh God, it's amazing. Which is why when I speak to, <laughs> I speak to people and they're telling me how difficult the beginning is, I'm like, well, honestly, if, if you don't have that like honeymoon period right at the beginning and things are going wrong at the beginning, you shouldn't be fighting for these things. Definitely not. Not at the beginning. But, some, but that, that stuff can happen. So, um... Okay, this all sounds really exciting. So I guess I guess what a question I've got to ask you though is you have described this thus and this is what so you met in December so it's now March. So we're talking like 3 months ago. You've since deci- uh, described it as not a relationship, potentially a situationship. So what is, you know, from those amazing beginnings, what has been the curve towards you now kind of wondering what this situation is? Well, we had to, I think we kind of had to have a conversation about what we were doing, really, because I don't think either of us expected it to unfold in the way that it did. Mm -hmm. Also, 
Um, something to mention is the fact that I had said right from the very beginning that I was moving away from London end of March. So I think we both were kind of thinking, well, this might be just something nice to do while you're still here. And then when I leave London, it will just be over. You know, and what was the period of time? between that first week and you thinking to yourself, I'm going to have to have a conversation with him because... I it happened him. quite quickly. It was right. within like the first couple of weeks because I think, you know, it isn't really kind of like how long has... It's how much time you've spent together. And because we were spending so much time together and all these feelings, mm. there were just lots of feelings, you know. And so quite quickly I said, I think I, like it was quite a kind of um, casual mm. conversation. It was quite a quick conversation and I just said, hey, look, should we be keeping this casual so people so we neither of us get hurt or what and he was like well what what's the what's the other option and what I said what did you want him to say at that point I wanted him to be all in I wanted to just do it with him right. and like for us to feel all the to feels say you were boyfriend and girlfriend no no not that. to say we were boyfriend and girlfriend but I wanted to like be all in and I wanted us to both feel the feels and I think he described it was it me or him I can't remember one of us described it as saying let's just run and jump out the window and I was like... As in, as in take the plunge. As in just like, yeah. let's not keep this casual. Let's not pull away from it. Let's just run. And then when I leave London, we jump out the window. And we, okay. So it's almost like saying, yeah, okay, we're going to get hurt. I'm, I'm in. Oh, okay. Yeah, like we're inevitably going to get hurt here, but I'm up for it kind okay, of thing. Okay, so the way you reacted to when I said the words boyfriend and girlfriend was very like, no, 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 definitely not. But also it feels like it's a conversation <laughs> where basically you're telling, you're saying to each other... We're completely in this, but the one thing we're not going to do is call each other those words. Mm. Is that is that a you thing where you feel like if you'd said, does that mean you're my boyfriend, you're worried you'd have pushed him away? Or is it like a... I mean, what is that? Because really at that point, if you're saying, let's do this and hurt each other and whatever, then... Yeah. What's uh, what's a t- what's the terminology? Really? We the we had a conversation about dating exclusively. Okay. So I didn't want to. I didn't feel those are some like I have fairly firm boundaries around like sex and sexual relationships. I don't like the thought of him having multiple partners and nor me unless everybody knows about everybody. I don't know, but that was it's quite a firm boundary for me. So I was just like, I established quite quickly that we were. I called it ex- exclusively dating. Right. Yeah. So but that... you, but that doesn't mean boyfriend and girlfriend. Nah. I'm only. Fa- nah, I'll, tell nah, you nah, what, nah. I'll tell you why I'm fascinated because I've been in a very similar <laughs> scenarios. So I'm always asking that. Where, uh, you know, um, my girlfriend now, who when we met, you know, the first thing she said to me was, "I've just come out of a really difficult, controlling relationship. I just need space." And I'd been in a relationship for uh, until recently up to then, and I didn't want to be in another one, and certainly not a kind of traditional boyfriend and girlfriend one. Um, and then over a longer period of time than what you're suggesting because also um, my girlfriend now but at the time when we first met she was also seeing someone else over a period of time we then became closer and closer until eventually it was almost like conversation I'm talking like a year later where almost like the hardest thing for us to say was well and I'm not going to say us the hardest thing for me to say was well let's say that we're boyfriend and girlfriend and th- those words almost seem so loaded mm, to me. I was intrigued yeah. from your reaction as to whether that's similar for you. I think it's just because I know that I'm leaving. Right. So it's like, I just don't want to kind of manoeuvre the relationship. Can I tell the audience, you're only going to Margate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Australia, Ruby. That's what he says, actually. You know, we, he, he has... You've got a keeper by the sound of it, Ruby, I've he, got to say. He has said, you know, it's only down the road. I'll just get on a train kind of thing. But more's the point, the reason why this is not, uh, we know, and we had this conversation quite early on as well in terms of 
whether or not there was longevity to the relationship, whether or not there was anything, whether or not anything could just happen more than what was already happening. And that's to do with babies. Okay. It's to do with babies, unfortunately. And I'm not that asked really about babies, families, whatever, but I kind of want the option open to me. I'm 39, mm-hmm. I can't mess around. And it's like... It's a dead-end conversation. Was that conversation one that you had as part of the conversation after a couple of weeks as to, you know, that ended in we're going to jump out the window? That would, no. No, the jump out the window conversation was as he was leaving one evening and it was just a brief conversation in the hallway. The baby's one was after we'd played this bloody game about feelings. We played a game all about feelings. Lockdown is a killer, guys. Oh, my uh, God. We to ways to it's a card ruin game. our relationships. It's a card game that's like a big Instagram account called We're, We're Not Really Strangers. Have you heard of it? No, I Do you know it? No, oh. I want to play it. Though. Well, oh, my God. Yeah, it, I mean, the thing is, like, Alfie, he, he's got all the feelings, but he's not great at necessarily, like, communicating or talking about the feelings. And he, it, he was at 22, Exactly. Though, absolutely. And this card game is a really, it's a really lovely sort of tool slash vehicle for helping people to talk about how they feel and what they're thinking. And so we played this game one night and that's how that conversation happened. Ruby, was it by chance that you suggested playing this card game to he try and get... He suggested it! <laughs> he suggested it, I swear! He, that's interesting like, that someone who... I mean, He so wants to talk about the feelings, but, yeah. But when you say then that he finds it difficult to... But not so difficult that he doesn't suggest a way of making it happen. He's not, I think maybe he struggles, but it doesn't mean he doesn't want to. Like he can't necessarily, he might not be able to perhaps articulate it, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean he doesn't want to talk about them. So this game kind of just helps to sort of articulate feelings, I guess. Yeah. And so what was the question in the game that came out? Oh, crikey, I can't, I really can't remember. I honestly can't remember. Um, But yeah, you can, there's like, um, there's these extension packs for it and you can have one that's like, dating long-term relationships and we were playing the dating one so oh I, I really can't remember I think it was just opening up a co- it was just opening up a conversation about yeah. our relationship and what we were doing rather than one specific thing yeah I mean that it, it's been a lovely relationship it hasn't been without a few ups and downs though you know kind of sort of this this real sort of tension between knowing it's going to end and keeping each other at arm's length but feeling so many feelings and enjoying each other so much and mm. like wanting there to be a possibility for more but knowing that there isn't a possibility so what so so the baby's thing is your is is really what you see as the red line stopping the possibility of any my future. it's definitely my age 100 percent. it's the age gap you know i think but the age gap is of course his type as he said at the beginning i don't think to have a long-term relationship with right. i think he's into kind of older women like for as you said experiences right okay. <laughs> But I don't think, like I said, I don't think either of us expected anything more than an experience to happen, you know. So it's just been a surprise to both of us. And we've we've had to kind of like manage it, you know, as we go kind of thing. It hasn't necessarily been the most simple thing, but yeah. As in, so how does that manifest itself in terms of if if there's a, you said there have been ups and downs. So if there's a down in it, what what is that? Is, Is it that one of you gets emotional at the thought of it ending and then expresses that. Yeah, I think maybe there's just been... Yeah, I mean, it has, like I said, it has been a bit of a kind of whirlwind sort of um, thing. And I think with such strong feelings, there will always be a bit of fluctuation, I think, in terms of how you relate to each other. And, yeah, so there's just been a few kind of, like, emotional ups and downs, but we've always kind of agreed that we don't want to let each other go yeah so that I guess brings me to 
how do you, have you envisaged how that's going to be when you actually have to move them? I get really like shaky when I even sort of talk or think about it, you know. And I, as as much as we've kind of tried to be sensible and logical about it, and being like, you know, well, end of March, it's going to end anyway, so. And I think we've sort of both been like doing that thing where you kid yourselves that you haven't got feelings and, you know, there was one of the questions in the game or something that we did, we thought we actually fell out as well over it because like, <laughs> it's that thing of, you know, you're Suggestion, spending... Suggestion, don't play the game. Yeah, really. I mean, well, <laughs> like you're, we're spending so much time together. You know, we fell into a bit of a habit Monday, Wednesday, m- Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So, and if he's staying well, you're staying over, it's like... you just getting together to watch EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> But like when you're, and if, if you're staying over, that's almost every day of the week, of you know, and you just get so kind of... But why wouldn't you? You both really like each yeah, other. Yeah, I know, but there's this end point, I don't know. But anyway, we were playing this game and then there was a point where he was just like, we were talking about how lovely it all was. And then he went, but I don't have any feelings for you though. And I was like, what are you talking about? You don't have any feelings for me. I was like, why are you saying that? Like, are you trying to trick me or yourself? Like, mm. like... It's that whole kind of discrepancy in when you're dating someone if actions don't match up to words or words don't act, 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 um, based, add up to my yeah, actions. Based you know. on everything you've said about him so far, that strikes me as protecting himself. Yeah, definitely. But I just took real umbrage with it, took it really personally of course, of course, and got upset about it. And I was like, what are we even doing here then? Why are we even bothering with this? Getting all kind of, you know, upset and dramatic about and it. And then did he apologise and say, I oh, didn't yeah. really he, mean it? He and... took it back immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, A, I need to play that game. B, you guys should not be playing that game. It sounds like it's all too... um, Like, yeah, it's interesting. Now I know why when I suggested the word stable earlier, like, well, no, not stable. This is a difficult... Yeah, it's a difficult situation. It has been up and down. You've got yourself in. Absolutely. Not, you know, on purpose. You've just fallen fallen for each other. I think, I mean, God, like my instinct, and this is because... You know, the reason I mention romantic comedies so much is because I just love them. And, you know, I know as a man, I probably shouldn't admit that, but it's true. If this was a romantic comedy, you two would find a way. That's the thing. And my instinct is to say, love will find a way and stuff like that. But, you know, that's not necessarily reality, but it is a fascinating Yeah, it's not reality, unfortunately. Like, you do kind of think, oh, surely there is a way we can be together. But unfortunately, there just isn't. You know, it, it just there just is not a way that it could be anything more than it is. And so we're just trying to enjoy it literally for yeah. what it is. Because also, even if you... I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes here. I think if I was in your shoes, or his shoes, but we're the same, you know, I'm a bit older than you, so more realistically your shoes. I'm like, a part of me would be like, well, I have to stop it now because... Um, I can't get any further in any deeper into this and it's just going to make it worse but the reality of course is even stopping it now is going to be so difficult it's not going to make a it's not going to make a, a difference that's kind of these is yeah you just definitely just summarized almost kind of what we've been just going through for the last three months really yeah, yeah for sure and, and there is the other element of it as well in terms of like you know I've met I've met his cousin he's met a couple of my friends so we we are kind mm. of like a little bit in each other's lives, mm. but very much we are only in each other's lives. You know, I'm never going to... I mean, can you imagine him taking home a 40-year-old woman to meet his mum? Like, if I was a mum and mm. I had a 23-year-old son and he brought home a 40-year-old woman, I would just be like, what are you doing? Like... What do you want? Do you actually though? Because yes! you're quite an open liberal person. Well, I'd just really. be like, I, I would just wonder what on earth they could possibly have in common. And like, okay, but I mean, just playing devil's advocate here. He's 23. People, you know, boys come home and tell their mum that they've made someone pregnant at 16. 
you know, it happens. I'm just, you know, it's like in I reality. Know. I mean, the thing is, Alfie and I have said to each other on more than one occasion, we literally have absolutely... I mean, this could be like, it sound a bit, I don't know, unhealthy or red flag or toxic or whatever you want to describe it as, but we have absolutely nothing in common. Right. Like, absolutely nothing in common. We're not from the same backgrounds. We don't work in the same industry. Like, we have, we don't have to even have the same politics. We don't, like, we have nothing in common. Even, right. like, different music tastes, everything. But we can spend, like, he was here all last weekend from, like, you know, and we never get bored of talking. We never run out of things to chat about. We never don't enjoy each other's company. And it's just like, how does this even work? Like, well, how, I mean, I guess a question, and, uh, having things in common comes up a lot in relationships I've had and stuff like that. You know, I've been in relationships where I've had a lot in common with that person and I've been in relationships where I've got nothing in common. And like, what, what has your success rate been in relationships with people you've had a lot more in common with? That's true, yeah. You know? But... I'm playing devil's advocate here because I'm not. I'm definitely not suggesting, and it may sound like I am. And my heart tells me I want to be like this. I'm not saying, well, you have to find a way. I don't. I, I don't think that's the reality. But also, it doesn't seem what what comes across from you is that it's very black and white and cut and dry. And mm. I just, I'm surprised. Well, am I surprised that you're saying it? No, I'm not surprised that you're saying it like that because I feel like it's almost maybe an element of I have to force feed myself that. It, it's it's on or off it's yes or no and it has to be no mm. but you must be feeling very conflicted inside even when you say that because you must be thinking of ways you you must both be thinking of ways you can try and at least elongate it to see if that you know can you see each other every weekend when you live in margate these are all the questions i would ask if i were in your scenario yeah i mean like when, until it gets to the baby's question <laughs> when we have been talking about uh, me leaving you know originally we were talking about that being the end point of the relationship almost like literally 31st of March mm. shake hands thank you and goodbye yeah. you know but since then we have mentioned you know he, he has kind of said oh it'd be nice to kind of maybe drink that bottle of champagne on the beach on your first night or you know I've been looking at pictures of the tidal pool in Margate I'd love to have a, a swim in there and you know I've been like okay so you're gonna come and visit there well he's and, he's you know, what he's doing is he's cracking slowly open the door to the possibility of yeah of, of not putting that rule on it can I say it's just reminded me um I was in a long-term relationship and in 2007, um, she got a job in New York. And we'd had a lot of trouble, and a lot of on and off over the previous 18 months. But we were in love with each other. And it was, she had got this job in New York and she was leaving in a month. She told me on a Sunday and she was leaving in a month. And I did that thing that I just told you I would do. And I said, well, I can't, I can't have it where I'm going to be helping you pack and leave and she hadn't asked me to come with her and if she had asked me to go with her then I would have tried to go with her but it was very clearly and rightly I have to say you know we'd been very on and off and I hadn't behaved myself brilliantly and we'd both kind of hurt each other in the end so it was definitely her way she'd looked for this job applied for the job without telling me and got it and you know I'm not saying that was the wrong thing for her to do and I actually that next day said I can't speak to you and it was the hardest month but I did actually do that. It's probably one of the things I'm most proud of in my life is actually I managed to not speak to her. And I knew the night she was having her leaving due and I knew where it was and I didn't go and it was really difficult. But what I will say is I said I was doing that for self-protection, self-preservation. 
but I was doing it because I wanted her to contact me. Okay. Right, I was doing it because I was desperate for her to be like, I can't live without you, let's find a way of doing this and whatever. And I thought maybe that jolt would help that. Yeah. And it and it didn't work. And then on the night that I knew she'd flown, I ended up, and this shows how long ago it was, I ended up sending her a MySpace message. Wowzers. <laughs> That's how long ago it was, just saying, look, you know, I hope it goes well for you and whatever. And, you know, even writing that, obviously there was a part of me that was like, I hope it goes terribly <laughs> and that you come back but I loved her so I you know I did you know I didn't actually want it to go appallingly but I wanted her back for sure mm. so you know there are all those kind of tactics and things and are you doing it for the right reasons and whatever but the reality with you guys is there's no negative to this apart from the age mm, I don't know yeah last, from what you say last weekend he did say to me you know because I've invited I said you have to come to my 40th birthday party and you know so, and he's agreed that he'll come to that in October. So we're not completely shutting the door, but I just wonder if that will make it even harder, you know. Mm. And he did ask last weekend, actually, he said, so when you get your new boyfriend in Margate, are we still going to be friends? Are we still going to be able to meet up? And I'm mm. like, uh... I've got some good news for Alfie. I've got a friend who lives in Margate. She says there are no eligible boys uh, in Margate whatsoever. I hear this a lot, Barney. <laughs> I hear this a lot and it panics me. Yeah. It worries well, me. But it's a good question. I mean, do you know what? Alfie's saying that it's such, it's exactly what I'd say. It, honestly, like, and it's not, I'm not proud of it, but it's just like that little jealous part of me would be like, oh, when you get your boyfriend and please tell me you're not going to, please tell me you're not going to. <laughs> um, but what I, what I wanted to ask though is, so, you know, you've talked about even though you're both seemingly cracking the door open to the possibility of it carrying on, at least in terms of seeing each other. But what um, what's going to happen to that exclusivity agreement? Oh, I mean, I should think... I mean, I don't even know how exclusive he's really been over the last three months anyway. Well, do you have any evidence to suggest that he's not being exclusive? No, well, I don't know. That's... I don't know. I'd like to hear the bit that, where you said, well. <laughs> <laughs> I... Yeah, I mean... You have you you've you you have some suspicions by the scenes by the sounds of it. Yeah, no, I well, no, maybe not so suspicions, but I think you know that isn't really necessarily a kind of uh, it's not particularly a big deal for me. You know, I think we're not in a committed relationship. Yeah. You know, we might have had that conversation, but I think so. It's a boundary, but it's not a deal breaker. In, I don't in think, this scenario. No, not at the moment. No, because obviously, I think it would be like a lot to kind of expect somebody to kind of commit to you in that way, even short term. So it isn't necessarily a big deal for me, really, okay. to be honest. As long as he's being sensible, okay. if that makes sense. Ruby, thank you so much for telling us about um, your situation with Alfie. The first thing I want to say <laughs> is, will you come back on in like a few months' time? and tell us where you're at with the situation. Once you move to Margs, I will come down to Margs for a day and uh, we'll have a chat and uh, you can tell me where you're at. What do you say about that? I would love to do that. Great. I th- I'd be very <laughs> surprised if our audience wouldn't want to hear an update on that because I know I certainly do. Um, before we go, I just want to, I guess, ask, um, and it's fitting based on, on saying that, what I guess your ideal scenario with this is then, in, in a dream you're, you know, we're offering you the world here. Crazy Stupid Love is offering you the, offering you the world with Alfie. Oh. What would what would that ideal scenario be? And take away all we've talked about, about the lack of reality or realism to the possibility of being together. If you could, if anything could happen with Alfie, what would happen? And try and be honest. I can see you almost putting your barriers up a little bit in your oh, eyes. It's because I just don't know how honest to be, really. Is that because you're worried... Because he's going to listen to this. Yeah, probably. Okay, that's fair enough. In which case... But I think, you know, I think I have been... He knows how I feel. 
he know he knows how I feel. I get a little wobbly lip when I talk about it, you know, like he knows all the feels of that kind yeah. of thing. And I mean, he definitely wouldn't be in any doubt. I agree that based on what you said, that he knows how you feel. And also, listening to this, he would be in no doubt how you feel already as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, comes across. like I, I, I say to him quite a lot. You know, no, like no regrets here. There are just no regrets, mm. and I feel like. I mean, I often think about, I try to think about difficult scenarios in, in a kind of context of, I'm not going to regret this on my deathbed. Like, I'm never going to regret spending this time with you, ever. It has been so lovely, you know. He's made lockdown bearable, you know. He's shown me what it is to feel, I don't want to say loved, but that's what it feels like. It's shown me what it feels like to be prioritised. I think we've both put such firm barriers up, like... We've just, but we've both done it, you know. Mm. We've both let them down at times and then they pop back straight back up again. So it's really hard to kind of say, like, what I would, like, in a dream scenario, want this to be because it just can't be anything, Barney. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to kind of even, like, fantasize about that kind of thing because I know that it just can't and won't ever be Can anything. you stop yourself from fantasizing about that kind of thing, though? Because I'm not sure in the same scenario I would be able to stop myself. As, oh. as many times as you tell yourself, as many times as you tell me it can't happen, as many times as I don't, I don't doubt you tell each other, you know, that's the date where it ends, or, okay, you know, that's the date where it ends, but also, you know, come to my 40th birthday or whatever... The fantasy of being in love with someone is is in control of your mind. It's not something you can control. Mm, yeah, I, I I don't know. And and also there is a there is a small well there is an element to it as well in terms of I just don't even know if this could ever be a long term thing. Anyway, mm. we are so different. We're at completely different phases in our lives. I think once you get to thirty, you know, if he was thirty and I was. 17 years older than him at 30 the age gap closes considerably it isn't really an age gap but obviously at this point we, we are in completely different phases in, of our lives and I think for us to ever like consider being in a long-term relationship it, it would just be deeply unfair he's got so much growing up to do you know go traveling figure out what you know his world is so small mm. at the moment and my world is massive and I just don't want I don't want to I don't want him to skip seven, 17 years of his yeah. life okay I've got two things to say You've just you've just pinged some things in my brain. First one is there's a film with J Lo in, and ju- I think his name's Justin Barter plays the boy. Right. And she meets him just after she's got divorced. He's the babysitter. He's the the manny. Basically, Jesus, this does you've not... got to watch it. I don't know. I don't know. If it's that's really a... good. It's like you know, it's classic rom com fodder, but it's really good. And then you can see what happens, and all of that basically that whole scenario of. Um, they get together and then he has to go off and do his life. Kind of happens. So it's, it's worth watching. A, because I think it's a great rom-com and <laughs> terrible rom-com fodder. But also because, I don't know, it, it may it may give you a little understanding. It may be the worst idea ever for you to watch it. But either way, I'll, I'll send you what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and then the second thing is just, again, just to finish off, just playing a bit of devil's advocate because I know I've said a lot. You know, I think I've given the impression, and I kind of believe this, that maybe just fight for it, see what happens, keep seeing what happens. I do kind of think that. It sounds like such a... Sweet is the right word, like such a sweet story. Um, But also, it's possible, it is definitely possible in a scenario like this, that if you took away the reality of you having this time period, you moving away, if if you took that away and you became boyfriend and girlfriend with all of those difficulties taken away it's possible that real life may step in in terms of all those things that you mentioned like 
not having anything in common? What would it really be like to live with potentially someone with that age difference? And how how long would that, what you described as we never run out of things to say, how long would that potentially last? So there is obviously that possibility too. I don't want to necessarily end on a negative because I'm not getting the sense from you and what you said that that is how it would be. But of course I have to... Yeah look at both sides and it is possible that, that that could be the case as well the excite you know because let's face it the mystery of what's going to happen it can't happen it's not allowed to happen it shouldn't happen uh, as well because of the age thing um if you took that away there is of course the chance that maybe maybe it wouldn't be as um intense a feeling a hundred percent i would completely agree with that and you have to remember as well you know <laughs> If the pubs were open, I wouldn't have been seeing him half as much. I mean, there's no way on God's earth we would have been spending this much Don't time together. Don't say this to Alfie. <laughs> he, every day, every day, he's like head in hands. The pub, the pub. Like he That's misses, how I feel. The mess, he's actually a Spurs fan. Oh my God, I love Alfie so much he's, as if he couldn't already be up, go any further up in my estimation. He's a massive Spurs fan. He was sitting in my kitchen last weekend just watching a clip of like the chanting in like the home ground and yeah. he was almost in tears just weeping being like when can I get back to this he was literally nearly crying watching this video on his phone and like if the football was still on if the pubs were still open we would just be like we'd have probably spent maybe like yeah half as much time together, less than if, half if as that. much time less, less than half as much time we'd have seen each other maybe once a week twice twice a week as, at the most the end of alcohol <laughs> has created your relationship is what you guys are saying <laughs> yes. Ruby thank you so much for coming on the show and thanks you guys at home for listening uh, once again if you'd like to be a guest on the show as Ruby was either as yourself or I'm more than happy for people to come on under a pseudonym if it would make you more comfortable please email crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com that's crazystupidlovepod at gmail.com also use that email address to send in anything you'd like discussed on the show and follow us on Instagram at crazystupidlovepod please do press that subscribe button and rate the podcast and check out my other podcast It's Your Funeral and Almost Famous links are in the podcast description box below this and follow them on Instagram at Almost Famous Podcast and at Pod It's Your Funeral. Ruby, thanks again so much. Brilliant episode and goodbye, everyone. <laughs>